0: The clock has started.
1: to that pixel life this is episode 164 recording on october 30th 2021 tomorrow is halloween my name is zach anderson and this week we are discussing uh God of war coming to pc question mark some remasters some delays sony's state of play well really one thing about sony's state of play (laughs) that i'm excited about and i know my co-host justin still hacking up along carter is excited about
0: Bunger, bunger, bunger. <laughs> yes, yes. A, you, as soon as it opened up, like my jaw hit the play. At first, I thought it was a whole new game, but the fact that it's like free DLC and it looks yeah. like they've like added a bunch of new bug snacks and like a bunch of new content and stuff to the game, I'm like, dude, that's, I'm so happy for them. Yes, like, we I'm will, glad it. It's- we will
1: be discussing soon. And uh, yes, I'm very excited for the snackening. Um, so it's just me and Justin today. We uh it's been guys, it's been about a week and a half. Uh it was the it was the biggest storm the Bay Area has seen in about 30 years last week, and so we lost internet for a big part of it. Um uh we could not record last week, scheduling conflicts, life jumping up in the mix, and then this weekend with Halloween being tomorrow, uh kind of was another cluster if you will um and so you have me and you have justin and we are here for you on the airwaves for this week um thank you for hanging in there with us we appreciate it hopefully yeah we
0: we missed you guys
1: we did we did uh hopefully shannon uh and or robbie will be joining us next week uh we can get back to normal as we shift into post halloween pre-thanksgiving mode Black Friday on the horizon, all that fun stuff. Um, so should we just jump into this little state of play thing?
0: Yeah, I'm down. I I know it was funny because uh, when we were planning on doing the podcast earlier, I was like, oh, you know, the state of play is coming. And then since then it's come and gone. I have them like, okay, yeah. here's what happened at the state of play. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: So the state of play was October 27th. Uh, it was three days ago. And it was basically focused on uh, essentially a bunch of third-party stuff, it appears. And, uh, I mean, if I'm being honest, did anything jump out at you? I mean, Death, Death's Door coming, uh, what was that, November
0: 23rd. That's a big deal. Dude, yeah, uh, the fact that that's coming the Switch this year, I was like, yeah. oh man, just in time for Game of the Year.
1: And, and it was hilarious, because... Both Justin and I had the same reaction to the Death's Door announcement being like, oh, and it's coming to Switch on the same day. Rad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I do not care about getting this on the PlayStation at all, but it seems like a perfect Switch game. So hopefully it's a good port and uh, let's roll. Um, I will tell you, though, uh, the cart, uh, cart writer game, that that went over well in my house. My kids dude, like, yeah, let's play. This. I
0: That was the other thing that jumped out at me is one. It seems like because this just this last like whatever game thing show that we had, there was like two other cart racers and then now we're getting another one. But this one does look very slick. Like I like mm-hmm. ha- what it's doing. It's like its own thing. And it kind of, you know, it looks beautiful. It's in the Unreal 4 engine and stuff. And it's basically like mario kart
1: it's almost like if someone made fall guys a kart racer
0: yeah just from the aesthetic
1: of of what the characters look like and like the way the carts are designed you know there's a bunch of fanciful ones there's you know things with arms and like fake jet planes and like ones that look like tractors and stuff so like it it's very fanciful um and uh so yeah i i my kids are kind of on board. And I think it speaks though to, and Justin, I want to get your thoughts on this. I think because you're right, there are a lot of carts, uh, cart kart games coming. Mario Kart 9 just needed to exist by now, and it hasn't. And I think people are figuring out like, oh, there's a big, like my kids are done with Mario Kart. They don't want to play it anymore. You know, they've played it for two years. They're done. <laughs> but I think in in that void, you've got games coming out that are going to start to fill it. And this one looks like one that absolutely could.
0: Well, and it's one of those things, too, where it's kind of like in typical Nintendo fashion. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Mario Kart 9 is in the works. And because of all the kart stuff coming out, is they're like, all right, like into this year, begin next year, whatever. We're going to do the trailer for this, and then it'll be out in like two months. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's usually what Nintendo does. They let other people prove that the market is there for it. And then they swoop in just like all the Metroid fan games. (laughs) Like, Oh, Metroid people still like that. And then they shut those down and they're like, here's our own Metroid Two remake. And here's this. And so. Um,
1: I, you know, anytime you get like fighter trailers, like King of fighters 15, it always makes me go like, man, I wish I was good at fighting games. But that scene is yeah. so rocky, like I'm just I'm never going to jump in, you know, so I don't know. Like, it looks cool. I like the rebirth of the 2D fighter. I'm 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 on board because like I suck at 3D fighters like a lot, <laughs> a lot, way more than just uh, uh, the, the, the usual fighting games. So, I mean, it might be one of those ones if it comes down on PlayStation Plus one day or something I'll, I'll mess with. But I don't know.
0: Dude, I actually thought for this day to play, the biggest surprise is that Five Nights at Freddy's is still a thing. Like, I thought that long, like, since, like, quit being popular. But the fact that there's, like, more games coming out, I was like, do people even, I thought everyone kind of moved on from that to other things at this point.
1: Well, it probably was way more popular three years ago when they started developing that game. And, And now they're like, well, shit i guess get it out uh you, you know a game looked really uh kind of intriguing and i want to see more of it like more of an in-depth showcase on it is a, the little devil inside
0: game yeah i know the art style of yeah. that immediately grabbed me and the fact that it looks kind of like weird it has kind of like almost like a board game kind of aesthetic mm-hmm. like looking with it but yeah uh, it's the same thing where it's like i don't really know what you're doing but i like how it's like you're in the train and then it like zooms out and stuff and you can actually see the entire world and
1: like the overworld maps are almost like photo realistic but like the yeah. characters are very blocky and board gamey looking like it's it's a cool balance between the two and it's got like you know it looks like there's action adventure parts like you there's like 3d fighter parts of it but also inventory and puzzle and and there was like fishing in part of the trailer and stuff. Like it, it looked kind of rad. I don't know. Like I'm, it's one of those like, it's one of the trailers where it doesn't quite show you enough to to really get a grasp on what the game is. But at the same time, I showed me enough to know I want to
0: know more about it. So in that right. regard, good trailer. You know. Yeah, it has your interest peaked yeah I wouldn't be surprised if it's like one of those where they can only show so much because of like how like narratively driven sure like the game is or something they can't like give away too much and it might be one of those two where it might just be like a I don't know like a five hour game or something like that you know something that's like a short little like beginning to end like story that they don't wanna like give too much away of
1: I mean but at the same time it's got you know all this uh there was like cooking elements in there and stuff. Like it, it had all these systems that speak to a way bigger game. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, there, there was a game that was launched or announced coming to PlayStation. That's going to launch with PlayStation plus, if I could speak uh, that yeah. first class trouble game, which kind of seems like there was, there was uh, what was the game where you're at a party and you're trying to kill people?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. It's a uh, oh god, because it's kind of like Hotline. Are you talking about the ones like Hotline Miami ish?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, very rudimentary Isn't it, like graphics. Party Killer or
0: something like that. It might
1: be Party Killer. It might be Party Killer. Yeah, but the um, uh, this seems like Party Killer, but like a super hi-fi, big budget version. That's like third person instead of way the camera way pulled out, and you can kind of it has got like that hitman thing where you can dress up like other things and, and try to change how you look and you, you appear to be a robot that like can change your appearances. So you can dress up with other things and all that. And, and you're trying. Yeah.
0: To- when I, I was just say when I first watched it, I immediately thought like among us, like, it's like a yeah. big, like you're trying to be the imposter, like sleuthing around.
1: So it's one of those things where, it's got the, it's got the pieces where I could see it being really fun, but at the same time it looks very convoluted. So I, it, you know, what? it's probably one of those things where PlayStation plus is the best place for it. Be, get, get yeah. a user base, get people playing it. And then the world will tell you if it's any, if it's worth a damn or not, you know? Um, But let's, okay. We, we've had our, we've had our amuse-bouche. We've had our appetizers. Let's, let's talk bug snacks. <laughs> the Isle of Big Snacks is coming free early 2022. My birthday is early February, guys. Just saying if you want to drop it, that'd be great. Um, and uh, Bug Snacks was one of those like hidden gem games uh, right around the PlayStation 5 launch. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend you play it. it. Trust me, the game is nothing what it looks like. If you're watching trailers and you're like, "This game looks dumb as hell," you're kind of right. It does it, but it's not what those trailers tell you it is at all.
0: Yeah, if you listen to last year's Game of the Year podcast, it was on both mine and Zach's, like very high up mm. on our Game of the Year list.
1: That game uh, pulls the rug out from under you at the end pretty well, and to the point where I am curious how this game exists or how this dlc exists it has to be something you do before the end of the game right
0: yeah that's what i'm kind of thinking is because in bug snacks before the end the like there you a talking prompt basically like is acknowledging like once you do this there's going to be no point of return so i imagine like from like the main island hub and stuff, there will be like a new doorway or something to access this new DLC.
1: And also from the end of that game, there is no point of return. Like there's no point <laughs> of continuation really. So I'm kind of <laughs> curious, especially considering, you know, Chanlo and Triffany, Shelda, they're all, they all show up on the, in the trailer as in on this island with you. And there are ways where those characters do not follow you to the end of that game. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious on, um, yeah, how this is all integrated, but also they appear to, um, are, they appear to be adding a almost animal crossing type layer to it where you can organize or, uh, organize, you can accessorize your living space and you can dress up your, uh, bug snacks and stuff.
0: Like I'm all down with throwing my hat on some bug snacks, um, yeah I was like it's time and time has proven that putting little hats on stuff is a hey, 10 out of 10 addition to any game
1: hey you got me every time like I, <laughs> oh I can throw some mouse ears on this bug snack yep I'm, I'm in I'm in you got me uh, but yeah so it's a, a new biome there are 12 uh, new bug snacks and then uh, it says 30 quests and over 100 challenges like that's a lot so I'm curious to see what that is, uh, but so the whole thing with is, you know, per the name, these are all big snacks. So like you've got bungers, but they appear to be like double cheese bungers instead of <laughs> your standard bungers. Uh, giant uh, celery s- stick monsters, uh, huge pizza moth dudes. You know, so I'm 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 on board. I'm down. I'm I'm excited.
0: Yeah, no, when it came up, I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, we're getting more bug snacks. And it looked like there's also, I'm assuming, like a couple new items. Like they showed one where they, like, you have shrunk a snack. Like you, like, did some Ant Man shit and, like, threw something at one of the big bug snacks and made it shrink. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I'm excited to see, you. like, because that was one of the fun parts in bug snacks, was all the different, setting up all the different contraptions and stuff to try and catch them and, like, it going like awry and stuff because there's just shit running all over the place. Someone knocks your trap over and you're like, Oh, you got to like run and they're mm-hmm. trying to attack you and you're trying to pick up your trap and reset it. Or like figuring out how to trip
1: up the, the huge banana split Sunday dude to break him into pieces and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah, like that, that was, that was part of the glory of bug snacks was just figuring out how to get each snack. Cause they're all are unique and how you get them like those freaking. Uh, the praying mantis guys that are made of burritos. Like those things. Oh, yeah. Right there yeah. nightmare. just Try to figure out. Then you got to launch them into the water and all that crap. It's like, Oh <laughs> man. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much the big thing from state of play that I took away that I was really excited about. I mean, there's some, like we said, there's some other games in there that I'm, I'm looking forward to. We'll be interested to see uh, the little devil inside, probably being top of that list, but uh, bucks Snacks the big takeaway was bunger 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 Give me that <laughs> um bunger. <laughs> bunger so in the in the interim in our two weeks here uh hey did you know GTA is coming back and it's 60 bucks and it's all three of the original games and then and then the, in the interim they delisted all the PC versions that currently exists so you can't buy them anymore so you have to buy the uh the new ones that are coming out. I mean I mean it's it's one of those things like sure I I guess it's fine. But I don't know man like I don't I don't I just don't have any desire to play those anymore. Maybe I grew out of them. I mean I never really liked like GTA for me was always one of those series where I was super into it for like 8 to 12 hours. And then I super wasn't into it anymore. And I mean, Vice City, I liked a lot. I finished Vice City and uh, the add-ons to GTA 4, I really liked, but the main game of GTA 4, I didn't like at all. Like Ballad of Gay Tony was great. And uh, the Motorcycle Gang one was really lost in the damned. That was really good. But uh, the main game, it's like, Yo cousin, come bowling with me. Like no. Bro, Let's I'm go bowling. Yeah, I don't have zero desire to go bowling with you. Like I'm not doing that anymore. Um the I, I'd say for me the writing in 4 was probably the worst. And I just by the time 5 came out, I was like, "Nah, I know me. I'm not buying this. I'm never going to play it. Yeah, I'm good." Um I mean, maybe have have you seen anything about them fixing like the shooting in the game? Have they continued? Fix any of the controls because that was always the killer for me in like San Andreas. Was like the shooting was just so bad.
0: See, I don't know. Like, I know for this remake, it's like HD and stuff, and they've shown kind of side by side comparisons and stuff between the original and this new one. I don't know if they're like really messing with like too much else on it. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of the same way, like, I I played like I played I've played pretty much all of them but I only beat I beat Vice City and then I also beat um San Andreas are the only two I think I actually beat and it's like all the others I played like to a point like most of most of the ones San Andreas and before like my main thing was just running around like hitting people and like entering the cheat codes and like fucking shit up just using it as like a for you and your friends get together and just like fuck around and, until you die and then pass the controller off
1: like yeah just create ultimate chaos get five stars yeah yeah
0: exactly who can last the longest <laughs> like, totally uh, but well I think, yeah, Santa, I, I
1: think san andreas had the best story but and also, i think
0: that's why i beat it cuz i i thought the characters and the writing in san andreas was like the funniest yeah
1: but i think i think vice city was the, like the perfect size it was like that 15 hour to 20 hour game. It was just, you know, like you could wrap it up pretty quick. You always felt like you were getting something done in it. Like there, well, was, there were parts of vice or in San Andreas that just dragged. Like it was like, Oh my God, if I have to go back to San Francisco one more time, like, Holy crap.
0: And vice city one was the first one that introduced the motorcycle, which yeah. was really fun and stuff. And you'd get the, there's like all the different places in the city, try and do like motorcycle tricks and like jump buildings and stuff like that. And then I really like the soundtrack for Vice City too. Of course, yeah, that 80s soundtrack,
1: which apparently they've 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 said they've cleared a bunch of that. Of of all of them, Vice City appears to be the one with its original soundtrack mostly
0: intact. So that's <laughs> and good. that's like the shitty part about like remakes and stuff like that too, with the music like that, like yeah. the licensing and stuff that they kind of have to jump through those hoops and stuff to try and make it happen
1: you, you think that changes now like if you're making a game now that has like say guardians guardians of the galaxy just came out it's got a bunch of licensed music right do you think the contracts in that game are different than they would have been 10 years ago to allow for remakes
0: i feel like it has to be and yeah. i feel like especially now with like music you know being Pretty much 100% digital at this point. And, like, with apps like, you know, Spotify and stuff being, like, the norm for, like, listening to music and stuff, I feel like that makes it easier to retain the music more sure. so now than it did back then and stuff with, like, the way contracts are set up and the fact that, like, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, with, like, the newest stuff, you can pretty much, like, pull, like, your Spotify playlist or some shit if you mm-hmm. wanted to, like, in the game and stuff, which you know, it's all online at this point.
1: I wish one of these streaming companies would just take on the task of figuring out licensing music on streaming though. (laughs) Cause like I've seen a bunch of stuff with the guardians game where it's like, yeah, if you stream it, there's a mode where it cancels out all of the music, but that takes away from like all the scenes in the game. (laughs) Cause the music is very integral to like the feel of the
0: fights and stuff. So I know for the longest time people had issues with Nintendo music too in like their trailers, like let's plays or like whatever would get copyright stricken and like monetized and like whatever for, but I know I think like a year or so ago, like they heavily loosened that. So I don't think that happens as much anymore, but I know that was a big problem for like content people and stuff trying to play like Nintendo games or record let's plays and walkthroughs.
1: Oh, Nintendo oh nintendo speaking of nintendo hey i hope you didn't want to play advanced wars justin because uh
0: because <sighs> that got pushed. Out. so it's one of those things to me it's a blessing and a curse and i do really want to play the advanced wars but it's a blessing mm-hmm. in the sense that i don't have to play it for end of the year now it's like yeah, one less yeah. game on my list that, that is true. i can take off and i'm like. like all right i that's one less thing i want need to buy and play on my fucking switch so
1: i mean that's one of those things where you know they they pushed it back to spring 2022 so not too huge of a delay but i'm kind of with you where i'm like you know what just make it good just make it like hit it out of the park make it make it up to the standard people want and we'll uh we'll just call it good at that point you know um Hey, I did want to ask you real quick. Did you see the uh, the the Innistrad Crimson Vow
0: stuff? Coming? Yes, of course I have, man, dude. Uh, okay, so so real real
1: quick, guys. Uh, look, it's me and Justin. So you're gonna get some magic <laughs> nerding out real quick. So uh, this is the new set coming for Magic: The Gathering called Innistrad Crimson Vow, and and Justin, please enlighten us.
0: Yes, so the first set that just came out, uh, I think it was like a couple months ago, was Innistrad Midnight Hunt. And normally magic sets used to come together in sets of like two and even sometimes three for like a block of cards. And that's how it used to be until like, you know, a few years back, like Wizards just started doing a lot of just, it's just one set, like each time it's its own thing. And then the next set has nothing to do with it. And within a Strad, this is finally like the return of a double block set. So we had Midnight Hunt, which was mm-hmm. werewolf based because the whole story with this is there's a wedding between werewolves and vampires. So it's like these two families kind of coming together and feuding. And so we got werewolves and Midnight Hunt, which was really cool. And some zombie stuff, some vampire stuff. But Crimson Vow is now the vampire half of the set. And it looks to be very heavily focused on vampires. And I've seen some cool zombie stuff in it. Um, We got Chandra, a new Chandra planeswalker and stuff is coming. It looks really cool. So I'm excited. Everything I've seen from it so far, the art. Oh, well, a new Soren planeswalker, too, because, of course, he's the vampire planeswalker. How many um,
1: how many of them are there now? There's like third is this the third version of him or fourth? Something like he, that.
0: Yeah, I think there's like another four or five. Cause yeah, usually think, with like each Innistrad set, there, I think there's been a new Soren Planeswalker, and then I think there was one in War of the Sparks or something too. Do they
1: all have the same like attributes though? Or are they different?
0: No, they're they're all different mana costs. Like I know there's like the one Soren that's like He's a four drop, but he's black, white, and then like okay. two whatever. Um, I know. I think there's Sorens that are just mono black. Mm. Um, But I mean, they all kind of usually do the same. They like most Soren Planeswalkers, they synergize with vampires. Either him creating a vampire or like giving vampires flying till end of turn or something or like and then usually like a ping effect, like doing damage or making you sack something.
1: But it, but regardless, you will be buying a box of this. You're you're in.
0: Oh, I'll be buying a couple boxes. <laughs> <laughs> you're like one box, I got child. Please, yeah. I was like one box. I was like, as if. Yeah, but yeah, no. You're I'll like- probably be picking up because I believe it comes out end of November. So, I uh, I know. What uh Megan's family will probably be getting me for Christmas. I'm like, new go. magic set there just go. came out. You're like, let's you're like, new set just dropped.
1: Come on, <laughs> yeah. let's do this, get in line. Um, well, last little news thing to talk about uh, do, do you what? what's your thoughts on God of War coming to PC? Because that so kind of seemed to drop out of nowhere. It was rumored forever,
0: yeah, and then it dropped, like, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it dropped out of nowhere, and then I mainly put it, I put it specifically on the outline because of what I'd seen on Twitter, and it Mm -hmm. was the amount of people losing their shit that, like, God of War is, like, on PC when it was, like, a PS4 exclusive, and then, like, appearing to be pissed off that people get to play what was originally a PlayStation exclusive on the PC, and it's like, I'm like, okay. They've been doing that though. Like all of Kingdom yeah. heart like this isn't like the like Kingdom Hearts is on PlayStation, like a lot like all the Silent Hill games that used to be like only PlayStation. Well, and, like one, mean, of, like her- all that shit's on PC. Like
1: Horizon and Days Gone are on uh
0: Yeah. On so PC, it's so. like it's not new. So I just thought it was funny that like all these like hardcore Sony fanboys like came out of the woodwork and got all like Oh, stupid PC players you get to play my game of the year, like four years ago now. Like, I was just like, dude, like,
1: it, and, like and you also, don't have to
0: buy it again. Like, I know I know. <laughs>
1: well, that's the thing where, uh, this, this comes up with Nintendo all the time too, where, you know, like people were when the whole thing conversation that came around when they released Skyward Sword this year, by the way, remember when they released Skyward Sword this year, that was this year. That was weird um but uh it 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 always comes up where people are like i can't believe they're doing this and charging this amount and it's like well if you own it already don't buy it again like it's fine you don't have yeah, to like buy
0: yelling it. That as slamming a bunch of crumpled dollar bills on the gamestop yeah. counter buying it again it's like okay you don't have to if you don't like, want to like. like when
1: they made the switch just a screen upgrade and it's like, I can't believe I'm paying this like, you do not have to pay that. It's yeah. fine. Like, there is no reason for you to buy this. Like, it's it's okay. Like,
0: <laughs> it's like yeah. lazy Nintendo couldn't put a faster processor in this, even though I bought four of them and I'm gonna scalp three of them and keep yeah. one for myself. Yeah,
1: it's like guys, calm calm down. Calm, just calm down a little bit. Um no, I think I think it's pretty awesome that a bigger audience is going to be able to play that game. Cause that game is freaking rad. Like that game's really impressive on a bunch of levels. And I think it's smart of them to set the stage for Ragnarok, which is supposed to, you know, my guess is Ragnarok probably drops fall next year. I mean, they've been saying mid 2022 and all that, but my guess is like, let's just hold that one back for holiday. Like that's going to be one of their biggest games next year. So like, that's just, let's just hold that back.
0: Um, did and it was funny because I saw a lot of people like when they did announce it too. like someone posted on Twitter and was like, man, I can't wait for the mod community to make this for God of War. And it was Kratos, but as Yoda and then his know. son as little as the child. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. And then I saw like the same thing, but with uh, um, Ethan Winters as the child and then the uh Eight foot vampire mom as nice, nice. Kratos and it's like, yep, the the community's gonna just mod the shit out of it and make all the funny funny I haha's. Did,
1: I did see the one that was uh someone took the uh took Vader's head and made it the head of the dude you're hauling around the entire time. I thought that was really funny. If it would like talk to you like Vader the whole time, that would be really good. Right? <laughs> Um, now we are not players of the smash genre, you know, that type of fighting game just never really spoke to me. doesn't seem to speak to you much either. Uh, and you know, the Nickelodeon one came out. Do you have thoughts on the WB one that they're making? Apparently like Gandalf versus yeah. Batman. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw like, I don't know if that's true or not. It's, it'd be funny if it was, cause I mean, they had like, shaggy in it they had yeah. fucking rick sanchez from rick and morty and i'm like dude what the hell <laughs> like, i mean are
1: are we just living in the mujin verse now like it's like you know
0: it's like the I old, guess, like,
1: like early 2000s fighters that's just like every character you've ever
0: thought of fighting it's like the only place you could see uh captain america fight some like anime schoolgirl you've never seen before and he gets wrecked right
1: I don't know, man. It's the whole thing seems really weird. Like at the same time, I'm kind of with it. I'm kind of like, yeah, let's do this. Like, sure, let's get all, let's get stupid with it. Like, I want to see Gandalf call down the eagles and kill Batman. Like, let's go.
0: His final smash. He's like, "You shall not pass!" And like, oh, splits that's the stage. Great. That's half. great. That has to do it. <laughs> or, or
1: just you know, the Balrog comes up from beneath and like grabs the character and pulls him down or something. That'd be great. Uh but yeah, like to your earlier point about uh uh Advanced Wars not coming out because holy crap there's a lot to play. Dude, I have no idea how I'm playing all this stuff between between now and like January first. Like like A, I don't own a lot of this already and I'm looking at this list going like holy shit this is gonna get expensive. Um And B, like, I just don't have the time in the day. Like, I know you're not an RTS guy. I really want to try AJ Empires 4. And thankfully, that's on Game Pass, so I can just download that. Uh, Because apparently, that's really good. Guardians of the Galaxy! Shockingly getting great reviews, and people telling me to play it. Like, that game I figured I could write off and never worry about. And now I'm like, well, shit, maybe I've got to check that one out. Uh (laughs) you know we've got uh oh of course Jurassic World Evolution 2 dropping next month which will be purchased in my house just so you know that uh but the new Fatal Frame just came out like Halo's coming Forza's coming like thank you thankfully Forza and and Halo or Game Pass um i mean shit Mario Party you, are you getting Mario Party
0: are you, is that something you're going to do uh, um like mario party is one of those things that, where it's like no. i it, it's a no because yeah it's like i love playing them but it's just like i don't usually play like usually if i play it i play it at someone else's house sure, or something sure. like i don't i'm not usually the big host with all the people coming over and stuff so i don't usually get to play like a lot of multiplayer stuff like that well and when
1: we do host uh because we do host and and we usually do the jackbox games
0: yeah. So I'm kind which of which I do I did buy like all those when those were on sale for like $40 for like yeah. Jackbox like 3 through 6 and stuff. I was like, "All right." Like so I have all those.
1: Yeah, like I'm I'm excited to try Jackbox 8. That's another one that, that just came out. Um but yeah, man, like there's just there's so much still to play and and it's kind of like the the Pokémon Diamond and Pearl remakes yeah i
0: was like that's that's one of the ones because like most of the stuff i still wanted to play was like stuff that already came out like chicory um mm-hmm. the great ace attorney chronicles i wanted to check that out still i still haven't played ratchet and clank and then it's like with death door coming out on switch and yeah. like i can finally like play that and then yeah pokemon comes out um here like this next month and it's like you know that's easily gonna be like a 30 hour like Plus, like, venture into that to, like, play through it. And then,
1: by the way, a game that we haven't talked about at all, but is coming in December that I'm probably going to pick up is Dangeropa Decadence, like, the collection. Have you ever oh, played, yeah? Have you ever played those games?
0: Uh, I, I've never played them, but oh. I've, like, watched... I've wa- I, so, I personally haven't played them, but I've watched, like, Game Grumps and stuff and, mm-hmm. like, played it and stuff. So, I've watched other people play it, and it looks like wild it is, like, it is your kind of game dude let me tell you yeah like, no, it is very yeah. weird <laughs>
1: it, it it's it's they're wild as hell and it's like the first three games and it's coming to switch in december like december 3rd, yeah I'll, so, I'll
0: probably pick that
1: up too so if that one is it that one needs to be like five dollars under sixty dollars and i'm probably buying it you know, if, if it's like one of those things where if I see it at like fifty nine ninety nine, I'm going, mm, I don't know. But if I see it at fifty four ninety nine, I'm like, oh, three games, hey, deal. Like, just
0: weird. You're yeah, like, it doesn't get any better than that.
1: Right. All right, well, I guess we should talk about things we actually have been playing. So let me let me before before we we go into the game of the week, maybe the month. Um, I'm going to talk to you about the Rift Breaker. Yeah, I saw that you'd been
0: playing that. Yeah. um, I saw it on Game Pass, but I haven't downloaded it yet.
1: So I highly recommend if you're going to play it on Game Pass, do it via PC, not the Xbox, because it is a keyboard and mouse game. Um, It is very much. It's weird. It's so. I'm a StarCraft guy. I'm an i RT- I'm an old school RTS guy. Like I like building bases. I like building forces. I like what, marching those forces into other bases and watching chaos. You know, um, this one is way more of a uh, like Dawn of War Company, a Heroes style RTS, where you're building okay. a base, but you have a hero unit, and you're. It's more about defense and careful expansion. Um, versus just building up as large an army as you can and going forward. So essentially you uh, you come through a rift. you are a person in a large mech suit and uh, you have an AI with you in the mech suit and you're basically sent to strip mine this planet is kind of where I'm at so far. I'm only I'm probably two or three hours in. Uh, you, it starts with teaching you the basics. you build a uh, you know a main building, You're getting attacked by the local uh, fauna that's trying that doesn't really like that you're there all that much. But so far, I haven't seen any like sentient life. It's all just I guess they're sentient, but uh, no, like advanced life. It's all just like animals so far. Um, But they uh, attack and you can defend yourself. You have like essentially a big mech sword that you can swing you've got like a pulse rifle and you've got like an energy beam gun um that and they, everything but the sword has ammo that you need to create so you have your regular building you've got to build like power generators they can be solar they can be gas uh they both have co- cost benefits for that uh you've got or you need to mine, you know, and all this stuff to build your stuff and and different things. And you figure out real quick, like, oh, I need to build fences, I need to build turrets, I need to build all this stuff because you will get overrun super fast. Um and it's it's cool. It's like a it's like a neat evolution of the RTS. It's one of those things where I wish it would develop a little faster. It hasn't really held me as much as I wanted it to, um, as far as held my attention, but the, uh, it's one of those things where like, I could see myself absolutely playing a Riftbreaker 2 and being in love with it after they kind of figure out what they're doing and learn the lessons. There doesn't seem to be a multiplayer that I can see. Maybe I just haven't unlocked it yet, which kind of detracts from it. But, uh, and, they, and, you know, they're in, like, kind of a bummer space because Age of Empires 4 just released. And I think if you're an RTS person, you've probably already started Age of Empires 4 because that one is reviewing off the charts. So, kind of a bummer for Riftbreaker. But uh, it, it's on Game Pass. Game Pass is the right price for it. Like, if I had paid $60 for this, I'd probably be kind of bummed because it doesn't seem to be the end-all be-all that I want it to be. But it's a cool it's a cool game to play and it seems to be a lot there. I just don't know if I'm going to spend the time to unlock the, the cool shit that's there, you know? Yeah. uh, But yeah, if you find yourself some time and you, and you are an RTS person like myself, uh, you can do a lot worse than Riftbreaker. Um, I, you know, I find it kind of on, on par with like a, like Dawn of War two, that type of game. Um, I wish it had some more unit type stuff like Dawn of War 1 or Company of Heroes. I think that would be a lot more fun to play, but that's obviously not the type of game they're trying to make. So I don't know. It's It strikes a weird balance. It's a It's a good hodgepodge of like a bunch of parts of different types of strategy games, but it's okay. So then I was playing that and then I was on Steam and I saw that a demo dropped for a game I had never really heard of, but I was on the store and it's like, Oh, new demo for this game called inscription. And that is I N S C R Y P T I O N like crypt in the middle of that. Um, And, and it appeared to be a card game and a roguelike and a bunch of things that Uh, it's kind of an escape room thing. We're in the description. I don't know. Like I'm not really the hugest fan of all of those things. And you put them all together. It seemed like, eh, but I was like, ah, screw it. I'll, I'll download the demo. The demo's small. It was really highly reviewed. And I was like, oh, and then I saw that it was made by the guy that made pony Island. And I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay. It's probably at least like funny or twisted or something. The demo is essentially the first uh, the first part of the game up to the first boss. And uh, it starts with kind of an FMV of a guy going, huh, I wonder what's on this, and putting like in a disc, a floppy disc, and booting it up. And what boots up is the game you're playing, which is a very late 80s, early 90s looking PC type game graphically. Uh and it all of a sudden you're in it. Like it is spooky as hell. You're in a dark cabin, very, very lowly lit. There's a pair of glowing eyes staring at you, telling you to play a game. And then you sit down and play this card game called Inscription. And the the cards are spooky. You have uh essentially if you're familiar with magic or, or games like that, like uh you need to play you need to pay mana or in this case it's blood. So you sacrifice creatures to pay the cost to play cards. uh, Usually in the form of squirrels because squirrels are free to play, but they may sacrifice for one. Um, And he's playing cards and you go back and forth and there's outliers. But then in the middle of it, he tells you like, Oh, you know, you can like stand up. Right. And And I'm sitting there like playing the game going, what? And then, so you hit, so there's W and S to go, you look at the board or you look back at your hand, you kind of like your camera view goes up and back. And if you aren't in a game and press the back button, press S, you will stand up from the table. And now you can walk around the cabin and look at all this stuff. And it, it was one of those like frog fractions, like when you go beneath the water, Moments of like, holy shit, this is so much more to this game than I thought there was. Like, oh, crap. And uh, now that's where the escape room part comes in. And so I got up to the first boss, beat the the first boss, immediately texted Justin and was like, bro, a game exists that was made for you. Like, it's like someone looked and went, hey, what does Justin Time Carter like? (laughs) And then made this game. And uh, Justin, did you download it at that point?
0: Yes. um, It Being made by... I've been following the game for a while since. I've played the other two games that he's made. He made Pony Island, and then he made another game called The Hex. And stuff, and I really liked both of those games, so I knew he'd been working on it, and then it ended up getting picked up by Devolver Digital and stuff as the publisher, which was really cool for him. Uh, but I never really knew too much about like the actual game, uh, just pictures and stuff I'd seen, like on the Steam page and whatever. And I knew it was like a card based game, but that's really all you get to see. You don't, they don't really show off a lot of the like escape room style stuff which to me is very much what the game is. It's like a mix of like very similar to, I guess like Yu-Gi-Oh mixed with like, there's elements from his first game, Pony Island in it. But then it's also very reminiscent of like the room games and mm-hmm. stuff like the mobile plus like walking up to stuff and like tinkering with it. And then you get like a piece from something that you can use for something else later. Like, and what's inter i think what's most interesting about it is um for the most part i feel like you can pretty much beat like without having to do any of those room puzzles like the room puzzles don't really progress the story in any way they just help you like you can get like a potentially better card mm-hmm. or like this to unlock this to like get access to like a new item or something like that but for the most part I think you could actually I don't know if you actually could or I don't remember which ones are necessarily story driven but you could pretty much skip all of that if you weren't into like there was some that I didn't do did you get the knife in the, yes <laughs> did you use the knife <laughs> well, well yes because you have to <laughs> you have to use the knife to progress yeah or yeah so yeah, and that's the so that's the other thing. I wasn't sure how deep you wanted to go. Yeah, I, I, we can dance no, around it. We can dance around it. But so um, my, here's so here's my thing. We can dance around it here, and then in a the we'll, at the end of the podcast, we'll go into sure. a spoilers because I do want to talk about the deeper mechanics of the game without giving it away. Because it's one of those games, just like all those other games, the less you know, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, going yeah, let's, into let's, it, let's, you will be. Let's
1: go through act one because I'm not further through act. I'm not all the way finished with act two yet. So we can yeah. talk up to act one.
0: Okay. So Zach was correct. Like the general premise is Yeah, you sit at the table and you know, he'll make you get up from the table to get certain items or like something to kind of give you an indication to explore and mess around in the room and stuff. And the actual card game is very similar to that of like zach said magic or Yu Gi Oh and stuff where it's all animal based and it's like squirrels are free and then there's some stuff that costs one blood which is one sacrifice and then you get some mm-hmm. things that cost like two or three and you start to notice that some of the cards actually talk to you directly yeah. as the player and they're giving you not only like tidbits about the story but kind of like the world you're in, like the fact that this dude's fucking crazy and that he needs to be stopped and that like this is all kind of like happened before and like you need to like find the other like two talking cards and stuff to like get this plan together to figure out how you're going to like get the fuck out of here.
1: And, and it is a roguelike. So as you unlock things, it's carrying forward uh what into your next play because you're you will lose a lot uh, in the initial part of this game like but that's part of the story the talking cards visually begin to change as you lose um which gets explained later but like it's one of those things in the middle of it i started to notice uh like the stoat is your first talking card you get and that's like I'm not spoiling anything. That's like one of the first hands you're dealt is the Stoat and he's talking to you. Um, And he's very, uh, he's very cynical. Every time you play him, he's like, I wouldn't have done that. That's a bad play. Uh, Why'd you put me here? Like, hope you keep me alive this time. Like he's always, he's always razzing you. Um, But you know, around the fifth time you sit down at the table, uh, you realize the Stoat's appearance is beginning to change, which I was very puzzled by initially, um, and that starts and that, but that by the time you finish Act One, that makes sense, like why that's happening. So it's it's cool stuff like that where there's the short game of the immediacy of the of the run that you're in, and it's important and things are happening there, and it's it's viable to pay attention. But there's the long game over all of it that you're going through and how it carries forward and the game really rewards you for paying attention. It's, it's one of those things like it's, it's kind of easy to zone out, but every run, a little thing will happen that will really help you if you just paid attention and went like, Oh, 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 I got it. That locks to that. And I needed to get over here and do that. You know, it's, it's, it's little stuff that really start to stack
0: up. And that's the other... I was trying to think of what the other... Slay the Spire is the other game mm-hmm. I was trying to think of. And that's, like, when you're actually playing the game, like, on the map and stuff, it's very Slay the Spire, where the whole point is your deck you start out with is pretty shit. Like, there is only a couple cards in it, and it's mainly Squirrels, and then, like, a couple other things, and that's it. And the and that, whole point is when you're going... sucks. I hate the Bullfrog. Yeah, frog. like, your deck is terrible at first, and then... That's the thing is by going around the cabin, like you get access to certain like good cards that you get to add into your deck, but then just going down the path, playing the game, um, you hit certain crossroads that you will go down and some of them, it's an option to, you get dealt like three cards and you get to pick one and add it to your deck. Um, There's an option where you go to the campfire, which is it varies, but there's like survivors or whatever, like around the campfire and they're all starving Mm -hmm. and you get to offer a card into the fire and it could uh, increase like the health of the creature. It could increase the attack or the defense or something. it's just, it's random kind of each time, but it's always going to be like some sort of buff to one of your creatures. And then there's parts where it's like, you know, you get to, Um, The sole purpose of it is to take a card out of your deck, which is nice because if you've acquired too much of like a certain card that it's like bogging your hand down all the time or whatever, you can purge cards out of your deck. So then the likelihood of you drawing the card you want becomes higher.
1: And uh, there's also like the mushroom power up that lets you kind of also eliminate cards, but in a way that can power them up, which is cool. Um, there's a sacrificial altar. Everything in all the power ups are very twisted.
0: Like they're very. This game is very dark. So like, yeah. I'm a, so speaking of twisted, let, let's yeah. talk about some of the items in the game. Okay. Be- because I feel like that is where the twistedness shines. So this game, much like like we said, Magic, Yu Gi Oh, in those games, your life points are determined by numbers by like who wins. In this game who wins it's determined by there's like a judge like one of the typical weighted scales where either side and when you do damage like an object gets placed on the scale to then tilt it and once it tilts all the way on either your opponent's side then you win if it tilts all the way on your side then you end up losing and that seems to be so the six points
1: i think it is yeah,
0: yeah yeah i think it's six and so it's like six, and then but it's like every time you take damage, you know, it like reverts back. So it's like you could be so close to win, it's like, oh, I just need one more hit, but then you get hit like four times, and then it's like back in the middle again, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh no. But so the object you're putting on there are teeth, yes, and every time you deal damage, you put gold teeth on their side, and then it encourages you to also, there'll be points where. You're like about to win and he'll be like, oh, I concede, like, you know, no more. And you could take his concession. Or if you feel super confident and you know you're about to do a bunch of damage, you could say, fuck you and attack him anyway. And then all the excess damage, you get excess teeth, which come in handy because on the map there shops and stuff. And that is the currency is teeth. Yeah. It's like this
1: gold. And one of the first items you get in the game is a pair of pliers and they don't tell you anything about it. They're just like, here's a set of pliers. And you're like, okay. And then, so like anyone else, I just use the pair of pliers just to see what it would do. Figuring it would adjust one of the cards. No, you rip a tooth out of your own head and put it on the scale to do a point of damage. So yeah,
0: yeah. What it does is anytime you use it, you pull out one of your own teeth and you put it on your opponent's side to do a point of damage which, and every single time, I mean, they show, like, the pliers, like, in first-person view, yeah. like, go into your fucking mouth, and you hear, like, the noise, and, like, the screen goes red, and then you see the tooth get put onto the scale, and it's not, like, a normal tooth.
1: And I love it, because the first time you do it, he's like, wow, I didn't think you'd actually do it. All right, cool. <laughs> but yeah, so this game is 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 dark, and they're... Uh, so there are multiple acts. I don't think that's a spoiler to say, but I will tell you right now, if this game ended with act one and they just flesh the story out a little more, but it ended there, this would be high up on my game of the year list. Just in act one. Like it's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's all I could play. It took up every free moment of gaming I had this week. It, it's fantastic. And then when I figured out that there was actually a lot more there, uh, it's it's incredibly exciting. I can't wait to play more. Uh, yeah. Inscription, it's it's 20 bucks just buy the damn thing. It's fantastic. Like.
0: Yes, it is all I have played this week, and I actually beat the game. A uh, couple days ago. So I'm like excited for Shannon also played the demo and I'm, I'm sad. He's not here. Cause I'm also interested to hear what Shannon kind of thinks of it. Cause I don't think he's going to buy it. Um, I wish he would because I think it's good, but I'm excited yeah. for Zach to finish it, to see what he thinks of the ending of the game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exceptional.
1: Uh, Justin, have you played anything else before we wrap this up?
0: um i so one what is that anime game that you were talking about a couple weeks ago that it was some anime bullshit that you said oh scarlet fighting... nexus scarlet nexus scarlet nexus yes. okay on um, let me write that down all right because yes i was looking for like i couldn't remember what the fuck it was called and i was like oh dude what was that game that zach was talking about So I didn't play Scarlet Nexus. I'm trying to remember what the game I downloaded was that I thought was the one you were talking about. It just came out on Game Pass. I think it begins like with an A, but it has like really nice artwork. But like the actual game looks like it plays. It was a PS3 game where it's like the 2D, like really ripped and super like chick with huge tits and stuff. And it's like you go left and right and it's like a 2d kind of beat em up oh, yeah you can play. What, what the Dragon's hell was dogma that? Not, something like that no it's it yeah it's, it's like
1: dark, darkest dungeon no um not darkest dungeon
0: but you know the game i'm talking yeah, about.
1: yeah i guarantee if shannon was here he'd know it because he's yeah he's i, I like played that. it
0: but i can't remember what the name of it is but this game is very similar to that it has like that same like art style like same kind of character build and stuff like um And I thought that was the game you're talking about. And I started playing it. And I was like, dude, this isn't that good at all. Like, I don't (laughs) know what the And I was like, dude, this can't be the game that Zach was talking about. Because I was like, the combat is most certainly not the most badass thing I've ever seen. Yeah, if That is not it. Yeah, so I can't even remember what that game, but it's on Game Pass. And But I also checked out um, Flynn, Son of Crimson. Okay, which was a Game Pass game that came out around the same time as Skatebird and stuff like that. And I downloaded it and I just hadn't played it. And it's pixel art, but it's like really nice pixel art. Like it's Mm. very pretty. Um, It's a lot of fun. It's a nice kind of chill. Like after beating Inscription and like going to this, it's like a very kind of like just simple kind of chill game. It reminds me a lot of like Icon iconoclast the like 2d kind of a platformer kind of metroidvania but it's like very simple very this one's very kind of like level oriented and stuff it's kind of like a donkey kong country kind of style map and stuff and it's like every level's its own individual thing and you're just kind of going through it like trying to just go from left to right and like beat stuff up and collect like the little red crimson shards and stuff but like it was super fun. Like it's not something that it's like, I'd be like, Oh bro, you need to play this game. Mm. But it's just like a kind of, I want to play something, but I don't really want to think or like have to worry and stuff, but there's enough of it there that it's not like boring. It's not like you're just sitting there like, Oh dude, this is so fucking easy. Yeah. But there's like a little bit of challenge, but not too much to where at any point I think you'd ever get like frustrated with the game. Uh, did you
1: see that they released a, a big patch for Skatebird? I kind of want to give Skatebird another try.
0: I saw that, you know, they were supposed to do that. Like they were going to fix the camera. Yeah. And so, and that's the thing is it's like, I don't even know if fixing the camera would be like enough for like, I would definitely check it out again. But but... Fixing,
1: fixing the camera is enough for me to try it again. Cause that was my hugest thing. Like I literally just couldn't see what I was doing and it was yeah. killing me. You know? Um, the other thing that came to Game Pass that I wanted to ask you about is, are you going to try Forgotten City?
0: I, you know, I saw that came out on there. I don't really even know, I think, what that's about. So
1: that's a Skyrim like, mod that they broke out into an entire game. And the developers behind it got the funding and broke it out into its own game. And apparently it's fantastic. Like, it is really highly rated
0: um like as soon as you said skyrim mod i was pretty much like immediately sold i'm not gonna lie And
1: and it just came to game pass apparently there's like a time travel mechanic in it uh you go back in time to this forgotten city hence the name and like there's a whole thing there where it's it's like there's like a prophecy that you could be the end of all things or something like that and you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on I don't know i, I I'm, I'm very not sure about it but I, as soon as i saw it was a skyrim mod i'm like i bet justin's gonna play that so yeah i'll definitely have to uh check it out now. and it ju- and it just came to game pass so
0: yeah exactly so it's like the the buy-in cost yeah. is you know but yeah dude i'll def- i just like i'm looking at the trailer for it like now and stuff because like i said i didn't really like look at i saw it looked interesting but um but yeah, I know I'll definitely have to check it out.
1: Well, why don't we go ahead and wrap the main part of our show? We're going to do a little inscription act one spoiler talk at the end of this. So if you were down for that, hang out with me and Justin and talk a little inscription. If not, no harm, no foul. And I will check in with you guys next week when we do this all again with a new batch of games and hopefully Shannon joining us. Um, but let's go ahead and do some act one inscription. Justin's so excited. You should see him. He's I so am, excited dude,
0: because it's so
1: good. It's so good. Um, okay. So, uh, real quick, my biggest piece of advice, uh, to anyone playing this game is do the puzzles to get the squirrel head. Cause the squirrel head changes the game. Like, it, yes, like my runs, after getting the squirrel head became where are the, where's the, the wood carver on the map. I'm going there. Like that's, that's where that's what my game became. Cause dude, the first time I got the, uh, the, the, the body that gave them the plus one after they've been on the turn or after, no, no, no. I got the one that let me, uh, bring them back into back into my hand when you sacrifice them. Mm-hmm. And so it became real clear like, Oh, don't play anything. Turn one, get two squirrels. And you're basically undefeated at that point. Cause now it's like, I got two squirrels in my hand, cast a big creature, draw or, or uh, uh, draw a card, cast a big creature, cast another one, get both squirrels back in my hand. Oh, I've got a grizzly now. Sweet. I'll grab one more squirrel boom 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 and you just like you just roll at that point you know
0: dude yeah dude the squirrel death totem is a game changer it's the squirrel head with the death whatever body so that when it dies it comes back into your hand and it's like literally like every starting hand you're always gonna have like at least a squirrel yeah and that's my thing like best hand for me is like squirrel like one drop one drop like a two drop or like a three drop and then that way, it's like, dude, I literally don't have to draw anything but another, like, squirrel my first, like, two turns. And then it's like, I can just literally from then on, whatever I draw, I can just cast out of my hand immediately.
1: I, I made a whole run that was bone-based. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about that in the main thing, but, you know, the second uh, economy of the bones. And, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. Like, I just basically, like, eschewed anything that cost sacrifice and just went with bones. And because when you figure out, like, oh... I can blow these candles out over here and get smoke cards. Uh, did you know that you, you blow the candles out over by the skull, you get smoke cards?
0: Oh, uh, when you're exploring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like I didn't actually realize that you get card I I did click because I just clicked on everything yeah. and stuff. Like I did put the candles out. That makes sense though, because you know in the boss fights, um, one of the bosses. Normally, that's how much you have. You have two candles, yeah. and at any point, and then you can like die once, and then one of the candles gets blown out, and then if it gets blown out the second time, it's game over. But anytime you go into a boss fight, the boss automatically blows one of your two candles out, and then you get a smoke card in return or whatever for him doing that. Now
1: you can only do <laughs> that three times in a run uh, to get cards. So I would save them for like the boss encounters on the ax, you know, uh, and then, and also pull the tooth out of the skull also. So you get a free tooth is another one. Um, and then you can, if you tap the Ram's head a bunch, you'll get a bone boon. So you get, you start the game with one bone. So it was, it, it was actually really
0: possible to like, uh, <laughs> It's just funny that you're like listing off all this shit and it's like dude I didn't do like half of that. Like yeah. I didn't do the the bone thing. I didn't do the uh the um like intentionally. Like I said I clicked on the candles and yeah. stuff, but I didn't like strategically like click on the candles at any point.
1: Well, it's funny cuz I was having this whole thing of like theorizing how I'm going to build this deck and then I got the squirrel head and then I got the one that every squirrel sacrifices three blood and I was like, oh, well, here we go. And I just grabbed every big creature I could. Like it was like, I don't care what it is, you're in
0: my deck. And we just pounded the shit out of people. Like So that's what I'm like interested to hear is like what you because I feel like that's the biggest thing I wanted to talk about is like the strategy, yeah. especially in act one. Because so for me personally, so for act one, um my deck I built, like once I got the squirrel head Mm -hmm. with the the death body totem that when they die they come back i literally never switched it i did the entirety like once i got that i never like went to like the wood carver again i never Mm -hmm. i was like i don't need anything else i'm like this is perfect well that only lasts that
1: run though so i died having that and dude like the
0: next 10 runs i never got it again we'll see so that's my thing is once i got it I never died. Oh. So, like, I literally... Like, I died. I, I only died... So, for me, in Act 1, I died twice. I yeah. died, like, at the very beginning, which I think is pretty much an intentional, almost, situation you get put yeah. into to go through the first... Because every time you go through a death scene, you also get, like, some more story and stuff, depending on when it happens in the game. Yeah, and they need to set up um,
1: the camera, they need to set up the film, you know, so...
0: Yeah. um, So, then... The second time I died was just, I don't remember what it was. I don't even think it was during a boss fight. I think it was just like I had already died like once and I got put like on the board. It was just a unfortunate situation I ended up in. And I was like, there's nothing I can do to prevent or stop this at this point.
1: Yeah, playing this game late at night, uh, man, I have very tiredly clicked on the wrong card sometimes and totally lost a game that way. And it... Kills oh me. yeah
0: there was like something where i like put something on the board and i was like yeah i shouldn't have done that this turn i should mm-hmm. have waited and i got aggressive but my so my deck was i had the squirrels that died came back most of my creatures were i had like two or three of the uh the prey mantis yeah the, the, the man is
1: god the man god oh, yeah killer
0: so i yeah i ended up with like three of those and any chance i got to upgrade a card i upgraded mantis mm-hmm. like i would give it because that like is its worst part is it's like defense and health so if i got to a fire where there's more health i'm like mantis god i'm like more defense yep. i got it to like it's a two i got it to like a two three that you know it attacks in like a split direction so it effectively attacks twice in a turn oh and no. so
1: the mantis got attacks three times it goes all. Three. Oh wait, yeah, sorry, right. Yes, it goes
0: straight. The yes, regular mantis attacks twice. The,
1: yeah, the, the mantis. That God was gets my all three. deck.
0: Was I had mantises and then I had like a couple man. I think I only had maybe two mantis gods and I think I had three normal mantises, and then the rest were like I think I had maybe one grizzly and then I had like a couple wolves and one yeah. of my wolves is at one point in the game in Act One, uh. He will split two of your cards in half and stitch them together. Yeah, yeah. And I stitched my wolf and then like this, like, bigger, different wolf together. So then he was like a super wolf and he yeah, was, looked all four. crazy. Yeah, he was like this, like, insanely powerful. Like, and anytime I would get him, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's over. Like, this is just like nothing's going to, like, take this dude down before he does this much damage.
1: So I would always get the pack rats. And then use the the split thing on the pack rats. So mm. all of a sudden you have two mana for a four four that gives you s- stuff if you've used an item. And it was like, yeah, that thing that thing would just lay waste the four four pack rat like it was brutal. But the uh, yeah, a- but yeah, no, my, my main strategy kind of similar to you, like as soon as I found the mantis God, I was like, oh, OK, we're we're taking him to the sacrificial ar- al- altars. And I always did it twice Uh, because he would usually get you two upgrades. But then anytime I tried a third, it would eat it every time. And and I paid for it a few times. Sometimes it did it after one. You'd get the initial upgrade and then it would they would eat them after the second one. But the uh, I always went for it twice because then all of a sudden you've got a three one and that takes out 90 percent of the cards on the board. You know, it's just like boom, boom, boom.
0: Yeah, and that's what's an interesting strategy with this game too. Is especially um, with Act One in specific, is your opponent only has a set amount of cards. Like, if you honestly can fill your deck thick enough, you could get to the point where eventually your opponent will run out of cards and will be unable to do anything, mm-hmm. and you could still have cards. And then that way, it's like you don't even need the strongest creatures like you could just go wide and just going wide is a viable strategy and will work it doesn't work as well against bosses because of the double phase thing because then they like once phase one each boss has two phases and once phase one ends they usually wipe the board in some sort of way to set up the phase two that's coming and so a lot of times it's like once you learn that that's what happens, you kind of like, all right, I don't want to run my best shit out in phase one because it's going to just get removed no matter what. So it's like kind of just get through phase one and then start windmill slamming like the best shit for phase two <laughs> to like get through it.
1: Yeah, I, that's that's the thing. So when I first got to the second boss, which is the angler, uh, that's the thing that killed me because he has puts bait buckets out there. And when you attack them, they turn into four two great white sharks and I just get wrecked. And then he also has a hook that will grab like your card and drag it over. It was one of those things. The first time I got to him, I just couldn't, I think I was just too tired and I couldn't wrap my head around like how to do it. As soon as I beat him once, I never lost to him again. Like he was the easiest boss in the game. The one that gave me the most trouble was the trapper. The trapper beat my ass dude. But like it was the figuring out the mantis, the bifurcated trifurcated attack Because you can take out the traps that are to the sides of the mantis for free. Basically, they don't kill you when you kill them because you're attacking at an angle. So you could clear the sides of the traps and then lay down your good creatures to go attack. Uh, But the one if you're if you're doing the traffic attack the the attack, the car, the trap right in front of you is still going to kill you. But you could take out the ones on the sides to clear the lanes. So that was, that's how I finally got around the trapper. But yeah, it was, it's each boss kind of has their, their special like ability, or like you were saying, the, the two phase attack, like the second phase kind of wrecks you if you're not ready for it. But that's the thing I liked about it is challenging. But as soon as you kind of got the strategy they were going for, it was doable. Sometimes you just got a shitty draw. Like sometimes it's bad luck, you know, like it happens, it's cards in that way. But uh for the most part, I didn't feel like you never got the feeling like, oh, this is impossible. It's just like, oh, I need to figure it out more than it was impossible. If anything, the last boss of act one was kind of disappointing when you finally face Leshy.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. With the, the moon. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the he lays down the moon, which takes out the entire board and it's got 40 hit points. And I had a, uh, it wasn't an adder. It was, I think it was the, the maggots that have death touch and it hit the moon. Once the moon died and that was it. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) All right.
0: Like, see, I actually had to fight through the, but I had like my like crazy wolf and I had the mantis God and like whatever. And it's like the moon only gets to attack like once or like whatever. So it's just, like I had so much firepower, like on the board that I was doing, like, you know, like 10 to 12 against it, like each round.
1: So then, uh, so then act one ends, you get the film, you take the picture of Leshy, you create his card, you, and you're free, you're out, you click the thing, except now you're trapped in a cabin and there's no way to get out. Um, and I actually texted Justin. I'm like, what the hell do I do? Like, he's like, just start a new game. So when you go back to the menu, like you would quit out of the game, now, the new game plus is lit up, which before it wasn't lit up. And so you drag that over, start a new game, and it runs through a whole thing like it's deleting your files and building up a new database and doing all this stuff like an old school DOS prompt. And then uh, the game start. And now you've unlocked all these FMV files.
0: Yeah, now it's like her story over here. Yeah, like, and, and you're clicking through all the videos trying to figure out what the hell's going on.
1: And I'm watching, uh, you know, Justin from 20 years ago opening card packs and looking for, <laughs> looking for... You know, found it. Found packs of inscription at a garage sale and he's looking for rares and he finds one that has like a, uh, a marker or a compass location on it. So he goes out, you know, these are all in... It was like eight different video files. He goes out to the woods. He digs up uh, a floppy disk, the floppy disk from the beginning of the game. And then you see him put it in the computer. And now it's starting act two, which looks like an eight bit, like legends of Zelda looking thing. But you get more yeah. of the story with like, Leshy's one of the scribes that like created all these cards and like things. And, and that's where, you know, you see like, Oh, the stoat was one of the scribes. Like you can see the, the head shape of the scribe was like what the stoat is turning into and like what the stunted yeah. wolf was turning into was one of the other ones. So it's, it's kind of cool in that regard where you're like, Oh, okay. And I'm starting to see how this is coming together.
0: Yeah. And that's like, what's interesting is like in act two or whatever. Yeah. You get more of the story and then, yeah, you find out that, you know, the villain from like act one is just one of like, Four of these, like, gods basically, Mm -hmm. or whatever, of their own domain. And, like, his is animal. There's the one chick who's, like, the necromancer, like, skeleton, like, whatever stuff is hers. Um, P3, I think his name is, whatever the robot and his stuff is, like, robot and, like, energy based. And then the fourth one is, um, where it's, like magic, like wizards and like gym based mm. and stuff. So, yeah, the game, the
1: game continues on from that point And that's where I'm at now. So uh, I'm man, I'm super. Like I said, this is a big game of the year contender for me. Like i I have not been grabbed by a game like I have been grabbed in this one in a long time. Like at all. This game is fantastic. So, I, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be, it. I man, I was sitting here the whole time going like, I don't know if anything's going to get past, uh, Loop Hero this year for a game that just grabbed me and just, I took a hold and I couldn't do anything else but play it. But, uh, fuck dude, Inscription might be number one with a bullet. I don't
0: know. I know, like, I'll be interested to hear, like, because I know you were saying that before. Too. Like, to me, Loop Hero is still like, I don't know, like the pinnacle for me mm-hmm. of like this year with like something that just like sucked me in and grabbed me. And this did. But once you beat the game, I want to I be interested to hear if you still feel the same way, like about about it, about like how like how it keeps changing yeah. and stuff. Do you
1: think it gets worse as it goes along? like i mean so so for me yeah without without giving too much away yeah so
0: for me i feel like the first act one i feel like is the strongest okay out of the three like the other two like well the other ones whatever it's very interesting and it does take the core it's like the core mechanics still all the way through it just changes in various ways like you said with act two now it's like with the multiple scribes it's mm-hmm. still the same game basically it's just different card types and stuff get introduced and different. it kind of switches it up and different visual and it kinda, aesthetics and and all yeah, that different Yeah, different visual aesthetics but it's still the same core game at its heart so i'll be interested to see because my thing is like i feel like they could have just didn't like you said did an entire game with act one and yeah. i would have been happy so I'm interested to hear what you I'm, think about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm curious
1: now you have me curious if I think it overstays its welcome or not, you know. So
0: Well, and that's what's hard. is so for me like Loop Hero is like mm. it does Loop Hero doesn't switch the script that much, but each character and like each boss feels so different from one another. It's like you can't do the same thing over and over again. And I feel like it's like very consistent at being good, but it's also very more luck dependent too in loop here. Like there's just runs in loop here where you are just going to be shit out of luck. Like with inscription, I don't feel like it's as luck oriented, like in the beginning, definitely. But like, once you hit, like you said, once you get like, once you unlock the totem, basically it makes things so much more consistent. And then by at mm-hmm. that point, you actually have a better deck to where your runs aren't as, like, fluctuating of, like, oh, dude, this was just, like, a shit opening hand. Like, whatever. You get other items to, like, help you get past that or to improve it in some way to where you don't get shafted, I feel, as much as you do, like, in the beginning. Gotcha. Uh,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get through the rest of it, though. I'm, yeah. I'm ready.
0: And that that was one of the other things we didn't bring up in Act 1. We brought it up briefly, in the, but the knife... His, uh, uh, yeah. item that if you decide to go through and solve the puzzles and you actually and that's the thing like i don't know if you really need the knife to progress or not like because really getting the knife like when you use it you stab yourself in the face and then pull an eyeball out and then put the eyeball on the scale and it basically is like a tooth but way heavier um, so it does a bunch of damage real it, quick it
1: does four i want to say yeah four yeah damage.
0: yeah like four and that's basically like when i used it as soon as i put the eye on the scale it was like instant death like to where i had him and then once i beat him then he gives you a box of new eyes to choose from and then you and one like, of them's you know, like a
1: tech one of them's like a techno eye that lets you see stuff in the
0: in the room yeah, and then using that you can like solve other puzzles. But it's like the puzzles I feel like you still could solve like if you were just guessing or just I guess looked it up or like whatever online. Like but it helps you out with those puzzles. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like it's not needed, but it can help you out. So I feel like you could go through the entire act 1 and never use the knife or use whatever, but
1: the the the
0: lockers was kind of needlessly complicated the four drawers
1: that was yeah, one of those and it that, took me forever to figure out like what i was even supposed
0: to do there dude so i'll tell you right now like that locker thing is throughout the entire game oh, yeah. and it never it never gets easier <laughs> like it only gets harder <laughs> the answers don't like, change like um i mean it's just the puzzles change because oh, like, so, i the mean puzzle. Uh, can't because you can yeah. use
1: the same safe code in Act 2, but you can't use Oh Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. the Which I thought that was cute that that, like, translated over. Because I was like, dude, what's the code? And I'm like, oh, dude, I guarantee you. And I, I'm like, what was it before? And I had to look yeah. it up on my phone. I'm like, what was the code from Act 1 or whatever? And I was like, all right, that's funny. Um, but, no, the the puzzles change because the mechanics are changing with the game so those puzzles are going to change because the cards that are being used or whatever in the puzzles mm-hmm. are going to be different but it's just like dude like once like you get towards like the end of the game like with all the shit that's going on I'm like dude I'm just at the point of just like dragging shit and guessing and I'm just like because you can just infinitely guess so I'm just like all right let's just adjust some of this and see if we get five yeah. out of five or whatever yeah. to unlock the the thing here and I'm just shifting it around because like dude I don't know what the fuck's going on with like that's this later funny. shit, so well
1: i think I think that about covers it. It's a good show we you know jumped on for a quick one. we've been on for an hour and a half now. It's good times um, <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you uh go ahead and uh take us on out of here? Justin?
0: you know what guys. Uh, sultry thank you guys (laughs) that's a word for for (laughs) sure thank you guys for listening to another episode of the that pixel life podcast Uh, sorry that there wasn't a episode out earlier this week and stuff but hopefully uh me and zach were able to quench your appetites for an episode with some spooky game talk like Mm -hmm. inscription if you liked what you heard definitely recommend demos free the least you could do is check out the demo if uh i know we got some uh, card deck base enthusiasts like me and zach in the discord mm. so definitely check out the demo and if you're, it's your cup of tea you know I, if it's still on sale it's only like 17.99 something like that i think for me beating it i think i clocked in at like 17 no, almost 15 hours okay is what it took me to beat the game and I didn't do everything. I know there's stuff I didn't do. So I think you could easily take you if you tried to do everything probably closer to, you know, that'll tack on a couple hours and,
1: yeah like with act one i i definitely got in exploration mode i wanted to see everything you know oh yeah
0: yeah for sure i try i tried to do everything like i didn't actively ignore stuff like i tried to do it but then it's like if i couldn't figure it out or whatever i was just like all right like we'll just skip this like we're doing okay like game wise and stuff i don't think i need this upgrade or whatever we'll just keep going um but hey and you know if you uh Are on the Discord. Halloween's upon us. You know, if you got any cool Halloween costumes, dressing up for a party, or just to hand out candy like I do every year in the driveway at the house since I live next to the uh, middle school and the elementary school, post some pics. Show us what you're rocking, what your kids rocking, what your pets are rocking. I wish my dogs could wear costumes, but it would just be a waste of money, and they'd end up (laughs) shredded in the yard
1: somewhere. They're like sweet new pool toys. Awesome.
0: Like, let's just rip them off each other. And, uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say?
1: Robbie would say, it's about time you guys got an episode out. But also, <laughs> go be great. So long, suckers. <laughs>